you have a story that no one else has. Your life, your set of experiences, all the various skill sets that you have gives you everything you need to hone a story and carve out a niche for yourself as an indie artist and a musician. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to discover your unique voice, giving you an edge when it comes to building your audience and growing your tribe. That's today on Tim Talks, episode five. Welcome to Tim Talks, the podcast helping the independent musician online. If you're looking to build your web presence, expand your reach, grow your email list, and sell more of your music on the internet, then this is the podcast for you. With short and actionable episodes every Monday and Thursday, Tim Talks is all about demystifying social media, digital marketing, and all things online business for indie artists. Let's dive in. Could you use $100 to invest in your musical pursuits? With the launch of the new podcast, I'm doing a drawing for a $100 gift card to Sweetwater Music. Head on over to freemusicgift.com and enter the drawing to win. If you're using the podcast app on your iPhone, just tap the Tim Talks podcast image and the link will pop right up. The drawing closes on Thursday, March the 26th, and I'll be announcing the winner in the 12th episode of Tim Talks, which is going to go live on Monday, March the 30th. So make sure you enter soon. Again, head over to freemusicgift.com today. All right, here we are, episode five. This is the first week of the show. It's uh, pretty exciting. I I just love what I do. I I really do. I'm I'm super grateful. I don't mean to be weird. I don't. I'm not going to try to brag here, but I um, I'm sitting here in my robe in front of this mic. <laughs> It's a Monday afternoon at the time of this recording at 1.35 p.m., and um, it's pretty cool. And, you know, this type of thing would not have been possible 15, 20 years ago. It just wouldn't have been possible. Um, a quick look into my, st- my personal life here. I- I'm a digital marketer. I have a few clients, uh, both in the music business and not music business, and um, I'm also um, a worship leader and a songwriter at my church. I'm on staff part-time. I work out of the office there three days a week, and then I work from home when it comes to my business and the other ventures that I have. And uh, it's an exciting time. This um, this new podcast is is brand new. It's a part of this. Um, now I've been doing this kind of thing longer though. I mean, you guys have been following me. You know, back at the um, the time of the CMB podcast, I just was was super excited back then to, to kind of learn about this stuff and to kind of dive right in. And I really wouldn't be right here if it weren't for you guys. If, if any of you are listening to this podcast still, it's quite a different podcast than that one was, but um, not too much different. I mean, if it's if you're still here listening to to me on Tim Talks, then I, I, I can truly say that it's really because of you. And, and those of you who are listening now, the new folks, it's really you guys, it's the listeners that make this possible. Um, and everything that that I'm going to be talking about on this podcast is possible for you to do for your music. And um, podcasting in particular is something we're going to talk about. And um, I just love it. So I, I love I love what I do. I do. There's a new business model for today's independent musician. And I've been talking about this along the way. There's There's a progression here in this series of episodes here. But this new model is all about building and growing your platform as an artist online through creating contagious content, both musical and non-musical. And, and here's, here's the deal, guys. As a musician, you have a bigger story to tell your fans than simply a three- or four-minute song that you write. 
it's just impossible. I mean, it, it ought to be obvious that it's impossible to, in, in three minutes, pack in your story, your life, who you are as a person. It's going to be obviously a, a part of it. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to downplay your music. I'm not trying to say that your songs are bad. Um, I'm not trying to say that that a song can't can't convey so much more than three or four minutes normally would. Uh, obviously, a, a song has that power, right? But um, it's it's really about highlighting your music against the backdrop of your unique story and your unique perspective. And so, in this new business model that that I'm proposing, it's which isn't actually new, by the way. This is something that artists have been doing. For for a long time, for for years, if you if you think about artists like uh, the Dave Matthews Band, they were great. Dave Matthews himself was great as a songwriter, as a storyteller. He was able to really capture an audience by honing that story and creating a niche for himself with a unique voice, with a unique sound. And um, and what's awesome is that uh, the Dave Matthews Band they got very creative. Um, and innovative on how they were sharing that story and how they were marketing themselves. They would go into clubs and they would, you know, they weren't signed when they were doing this, so they were allowed to do this legally um, because they weren't under any contract with anyone. They'd go into these bars, into these clubs, and they would record their show. And then they would say at the show, uh, right there in person live, they would say, you know, if you were here and you you loved our music, we have a recording of, of tonight's show and we'd love to give it to you for free. That's pretty great. You know, and that that created so much grassroots buzz for them. Um, it's one of the main reasons they did as well as they did. Um, it was it's two it's those two things. They number one were able to carve out a niche for themselves and number two they were innovative in their marketing and in the way that they expanded their reach. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about. I mean, so so the internet wasn't even I mean, it was around, but it wasn't that big a deal back then. And so the principles that we that we talk about here on the podcast um, do not change. Now, a lot of the things technologically, a lot of the practical tips, tricks, and tactics, and things that we will be discussing a lot here, those will change because everything is rapidly changing. Even now, as this podcast is being recorded, uh, but between now and the time that you hear this, wherever you might be, in your car or on a run or whatever you're doing, uh, something has changed in the uh, digital world online. Google has updated some some algorithm. Um, Facebook has changed the way that they do marketing. I'm sure they have by by now. And, um, you know, so that's always changing, but the principles do not change. And so back in episode two, I uh, went over the four pillars, what, what I call the four, the four pillars of the indie musician online. And uh, the first pillar is discovering your unique voice and your sound, not only musically, but um, your your whole uh, unique perspective, and uh, one of the action items in that podcast episode was for you to uh, pick you know out of those four pillars. I also suggested a book to go with each one, and um, Austin Cleon, his book "Steal Like an Artist: Ten Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative," is a fantastic book. That was the takeaway for for that particular pillar, discovering your unique voice. And um, I wanted to kind of go through a few things that he talks about, and I, re- I highly recommend getting the book. I'm going to have a link in today's show notes to the book on Amazon, and um, yeah, it's really awesome. You can also get it at Audible if you're not into reading, 
Most people who listen to podcasts are definitely into audio, so um, I can understand that you might not want to read it. Uh, you might rather hear it, and so I also have a link to an Audible uh, page there where you can actually download a free audiobook, and, um, and you can pick up his book, Steal Like an Artist. And um, yeah, so his book's awesome, and he, and he really challenges the artist to, to really uh, think different, to quote Apple, <laughs> uh, to really um, step outside the box and to carve out your own niche. One of the things that he says in his book, this is a quote, he says, if you ever find that you're the most talented person in the room, you need to find another room. And at first uh, glance, that might seem like a really cocky thing to say, you know, if, if you're somewhere and you're like, man, I got to leave this room because I'm the most talented. Um, so I, 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 I guess you could take it the wrong way, but really what it means is, is you need to surround yourself with people who are better than you. You need to surround yourself with folks who can pull you up, um, folks who are doing what you would love to do and um, who, who may be, you know, even if it's only a few steps ahead of you, they're able to uh, pull you up. So if you ever find that you're the most talented person in the room, you need to find another room. And one of the things about the title, obviously, Steal Like an Artist, is not saying go out and commit plagiarism. It's saying that you need to to really uh, rethink creativity and you need to um, be honest about creativity because, uh, to quote him again, this is another quote from his book here, the artist is a collector, not a hoarder, mind you. There's a difference. Hoarders collect indiscriminately. Artists collect selectively. They only collect things that they really love. And so um, that's just one quote from his book. Um, I'm going to keep going through a few things here, but but that really is really great that, that, that the artist is a collector. The artist is someone who is a mashup is another, another way that he says. And, um, and, he, and he says this, this is another great thing because the point of collecting is to, to copy. And, and again, this can really be uh, misinterpreted as plagiarism, but it's not that. It's, it's basically what he says here. Check this out. Start copying what you love. Copy, 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 copy. At the end of the copy, you will find yourself. So by being around folks who are going to pull you up and, and, uh, and really see uh, you be improved, you know, that, that room of folks who are more talented than you, you're going to um, end up being rubbed off on, rubbed off on. You're going to end up being uh, like them because that's really how we are as human beings. We, we become like whatever it is that we behold and so if, if you're collecting certain things, not hoarding certain things, you're, you're, like he says, you're collecting selectively the things that you really love. Um, after a while, when you begin to create your own stuff and you're, and you're making something, you're writing a song, you're writing a blog post, you're telling a story, you're um, thinking through the production, the sonic value of a song or a mix, those things are going to become more and more like the things that you love. And they'll be unique to you, though. That's what's so great about this is Austin's not saying you have to be a clone or a copycat. He's saying that, um, another quote, here you go. You don't want to look like your heroes. You want to see like your heroes. He's saying there that in order for you to uh, be like your heroes uh, and, and to do stuff that you love that is comparable to those heroes of yours, 
you have to see like them. And in order to see like them, you have to begin collecting their stuff and, and, and loving it. You know, Ira Glass has this great uh, this interview. I can link to it in the show notes. And those of you who have been following me, I quote this all the time. But um, Ira Glass talks about the gap between where you want to be and where you currently are with regard to your tastes, with regard to the things that you love. And when you have that great taste, which is what gets you into making art in the first place, when you have that great taste, that's a good sign that you have this this objective, this goal, and you just got to keep working on it. And so that's um, one of the things I wanted to bring, kind of wrap up here with finding your voice. I want to give you permission to start. A lot of folks, a lot of musicians, I have some friends that I know personally who have not yet put out an album, who have not yet released music, who have not um, been consistent on their blog. And and the, 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 the key to doing this stuff is to not sit around and wait on something to be perfect because perfect never comes. That's the reality. This is to quote Austin again in his book, Steal Like an Artist, 10 Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative. He says this, draw the art you want to see. Start the business you want to run. Play the music you want to hear. Write the books you want to read. Build the products you want to use. Do the work you want to see done. Action-taking is imperative. And so for you to start right now, you need to be set free from perfectionism, from being afraid that whatever you're going to put out isn't going to measure up to your great taste. You know, going back to that Ira Glass thing. But that's the great news is that... um, you have good taste, but the but the thing you have to kind of get your your head around is is you have to be okay with not being amazing when you first start. And um, the good news is that there's this like built-in grace that whenever you start, no one's gonna know about you. No one in the beginning, you don't have this big audience. And so it's great. you know, it's um something that John Acuff says a lot. He says, embrace your obscurity. He's talking about, you know, the fact that no one is reading your blog right now is probably a good thing when you're starting out because you're practicing. You're getting it down. You're, you're, you're starting the business you want to run, as Austin says. You're, you're drawing the art you want to see, but in the beginning, it's not going to be as good as it's going to be in a few years. And that's just reality. That's just reality. I can tell you right now, as a podcaster, I've grown way more um, in the last two years, um, and when I first started, I just wasn't, I wasn't that great. I'm still not a perfect communicator. I'm still not this really slick, um, podcaster. And, um, you know, it's because of practice. It's because of doing it over and over again. And I I wanted to start a podcast, the CMB podcast. I wanted to start a podcast that didn't exist for me. I looked for one, I couldn't find it. So I was like, I'm going to start it. And, um, and that's what Austin is saying here. And so, I, Nate Fancher, want to give you, whoever you are, the listener, if your name is Jim, I'm going to say Jim, but remember your name is Tim, Tim, the independent musician. I want to give you permission to start. I want to give you permission to go and secure that domain name, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter that much, to install WordPress, to get your blog up and running, to begin uh, writing and practicing in public, as Jeff Goins says. And the more you do that, uh, the more you do that, the better you're going to get over time and actually more, the more traction you're going to get as well and, and people will start to take notice. It's just going to happen. So I want to give you permission to, to really embrace who you are 
um, to embrace the things that that no one else has, uh, you know. To quote Austin again, he says, you don't get to pick your family, but you can pick your teachers and you can pick your friends and you can pick the music you listen to and you can pick the books you read and you can pick the movies you see. You are, in fact, a mashup of what you choose to let into your life. You are the sum of your influences. That's really, really true. And so you can start right now by picking those teachers if you want to grow in a particular subject. You can, you can start by, by learning and educating yourself um, right now, like you're doing in this podcast. You want to learn about building an audience online and uh, doing this thing called content creation and, and putting it out there and marketing and all of that. Uh, there's a lot to learn. You've made that decision to listen to this podcast. I, I thank you for that. And, um, and in some way, this will have an influence on you. I, I sure hope so. But um, you get to choose what you let into your life. And I'll tell you this right now. If you just start and you take, you take permission yourself, I'm giving it to you. Here, here you go. <laughs> you just start and you watch and you see. You will carve out your own niche. Let me tell you about an online tool that has completely made my life so much easier. Leadpages.net is your one-stop shop for creating landing pages, opt-in pages, and sales pages that convert. Trust me, guys. You could spend hours designing your own landing pages with a web developer or even longer if you're a DIY guy or gal. But Leadpages literally gives you an easy button. With just a few clicks and customizations, you can have high converting landing pages and squeeze pages in literally under five minutes. It's well worth the investment if you're serious about growing your email list fast. Just head over to theindependentmusician.com slash lead pages and sign up today. Again, that's theindependentmusician.com slash lead pages. For our action items, I, I want to give you a really simple assignment. I think that you ought to be able to do this in five to 10 minutes, maybe longer. If you have a little bit of time, take the time because this will be very good for you. I want you to list your top five strengths. And if, if you're not sure um, what they might be right off the top of your head, there's a great book called Now Discover Your Strengths. And then a, another study, um, an assessment really that goes with that called Strengths Finder 2.0. And I'll leave a, a link in our show notes today. But, um, I want you to write down, write down those top five strengths that you believe you have. And then also, I want you to write down your top five skills. And when I say skills, I don't mean musical skills. I mean, you can, I guess, it's hard, I know, for some of us, you know, to, to, to leave that out. So, you know, you're, you're allowed, I suppose, to write down one, maybe two at the most. But I want you to think outside the box, what are your skills in your life that you have? And here's, here's why I'm bringing that up. Here's an example. There's this artist. Um, he's called the Vegan Metal Chef. The Vegan Black Metal Chef, actually. And um, you can check out his website at veganblackmetalchef.com. It's a hideous, hideous-looking web, sh- web shite. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip, but perfect, actually. It's a hideous website, actually. And this is a great example of you don't need a beautiful website in order to build an audience but his website's hilariously ugly um but he's killing it i'm 
I'm honestly, I'm not a fan of metal music necessarily. I mean, I used to listen to hard rock back in the 90s, bands like um, Filter and things like that. And that's hard rock, you know, but that's not exactly metal. Anyway, um, I don't want to go too much on a tangent here, but um, I'm also not a vegan, by the way. Um, I'm definitely not a vegan. I am, if anything, paleo to the, to the, to the, to the core. Okay, Vegan Black Metal Chef is this guy who is a vegan, and he is an artist, and he he does metal music, and he's basically doing these recipes and these videos, and he has this niche that he's carved out for himself. Um, he's a vegan chef. He has all these recipes, and um, and that's a skill that he has. It's very unique. It's hilarious. Vegan Black Metal Blasphemous Cooking, here is what it says on, on his Patreon page. Which, by the way, is much better looking than his home, his home uh, site, his website. Yeah, that's just an example. Vegan black metal chef, and he's he's really uh, built an audience, a niche, definitely niche around his music and around his brand and what he's doing. And it's out of the box. And and I think that you have something unique. It doesn't have to be totally wacky and crazy and strange. It can be uh, very simple. I don't know what it is. But you do. You, you can take the time to write down your strengths and your skills and begin to think through new, new ways of approaching your story. That's what it comes back to, your story. This is about your uh, unique voice as, as an artist, as a musician, as a person. And uh, you're going to build everything around you. Um, so don't forget to take action. Just write down those five strengths, five skills. Check out Vegan Black Metal Chef if you want to um, see something funny. And um, if any of you, by the way, are listening to this and you're huge fans, no offense at all to anything I've said, I, I really have a lot of respect for him and, and um, applaud how he has carved out his own niche for sure, for sure. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. Again, head over to freemusicgift.com and enter to, uh, to win. Yeah, enter to win the $100 gift card to Sweetwater Music. I'm going to be announcing that winner on March the 30th, that's the Monday, the last Monday in March, episode number 12, and um, that'll be going live Monday, March the 30th. The drawing closes on Thursday night, March the 26th, so make sure that you head over to freemusicgift.com and sign up, and um, yeah, you can actually enter multiple entries by doing different things, and I explain in uh, the video on that private um, drawing page how you can do that. So head over to freemusicgift.com, sign up for the email list, and you can um, you can get that. In the next episode, episode six, we're going to be talking about platform. We're going to be answering the question, what is a platform really? It's a deeper look at that second pillar of Tim, and I'm excited to dive into that with you. All right, guys, that's a wrap for today. We'll see you next time right here on Tim Talks.